Hello and welcome back. I hope this moment finds you well and happy and healthy. I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode because if you follow me on Instagram and you're in tune with my words and what I, the information I share, you will know that Bondi, Bondi, Guru is a huge, huge part of my daily life and my practices. And she's here on the podcast today. And we just, she shares so much knowledge and insight. And she's so real and blunt and straight to the point. And she's just the real deal. There's no airy fairy beating around the bush with Bondi Guru. And she's been a huge part of my daily practice for three years now. And I say daily practice because I believe it's the things that we do every single day that make us who we are and bring us closer to living our truth and, you know, being the best we can possibly be. So I have really used Bondi Guru's words and horoscopes every single day for the past three years. And I think that I would say she's kind of my form of meditation and she really has helped me uncover so much about myself and really keeps me grounded and in the moment. And her insights are just beyond. I am a firm, firm, firm believer in her. And I'm a firm believer in having daily practices that make us better. So a lot of people always ask me, how do you have the willpower to eat so healthy? And it's not that I have the willpower and it's not that I even have to think about eating healthy. It's just that I practice a way of eating every single day. And naturally it's just become my lifestyle and that's just what I do. So just like with movement and with meditation or my form of meditation, which is really these horoscopes and I take these horoscopes and I journal and It's just part of my practice. And I really believe that we need to find, everyone needs to find the practices that work for them and show up every single day and practice those practices. Because when you do that, it naturally becomes your lifestyle and who you are. So I'm very, very, very thrilled to be sharing Bondi with you. Um, It's also just been an honor to be able to interview her because we all have people that we kind of, you know, flock to and and look up to and Bondi's one of them. So it was just amazing to connect with her. And I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. I am currently in Colorado. And if you follow me on Instagram and are in tune with my life, you've probably noticed I've been a little bit all over the place, kind of traveling where I'm able to travel. And I'm definitely in a new phase of my life where what was once fulfilling me and what was once my everyday life is no longer what I feel fits for me anymore. And kind of in the process of figuring out what I'm going to do about my place in Beverly Hills that a year ago was my dream place. And I spent the whole year, you know, decorating it and and putting so much thought and intent into having this beautiful apartment And now it's just something that I don't feel is really for me. And I just am wanting to be 
not there, which is interesting. So I am currently visiting my parents in Colorado and I tried to rent a place for the month in Aspen, although it is really hard to rent a place right now in anywhere that is nice because everybody wants to be in beautiful weather. So I took that as a sign as maybe that wasn't meant to be. I'm going to go to Aspen for a few days this week and I'm just in the process of figuring out what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. I'm really into traveling and being around people who make me feel good and just being in an expansive place and being out and in the world really makes me feel expansive. And I have so much that is just running through me as far as what I'm going to deliver. My message has just never felt so clear. And I have so many projects that I'm so thrilled to be working on to deliver for you. And I'm also just trying so hard to do it in a space of presence. And Bondi talks so much about the importance of being present. So it's interesting because I'm going through this phase where I know there's so much newness and there's like such a big rebirth happening, but I'm also trying to remain extremely present. And Bondi talks about the importance of being present in this episode. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to you Bondi Guru. I'm so excited to do this because I feel like everybody who follows me and is in a part of my community knows about you because I speak about you all the time. So I'm so excited to have you just speak a little bit about yourself. And I have some good questions that I would love to be answered um, just to learn more. But first, I'd love if you just introduced yourself in whatever way you would like to. Uh Okay. Wow. God, I've never had to introduce myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm, my name is Gazelle Lowe. I'm the founder and creator of Bondi Guru. I write all the daily intuitive horoscopes at Bondi Guru. And my main job is, I was going to say intuitive, but it's more facilitating people to be present. And I think that's as far as it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I found you through Instagram three years ago. And I've been a subscriber of your horoscopes ever since. And I've lived by them. And it's not until more recent that I deeply understand your horoscopes more because I deeply understand myself more. And for the first year of of doing your horoscopes or, or receiving your horoscopes, I thought they were based on astrology, but they are not. They're based off of your intuition. So could you speak a little bit about that? (laughs) <laughs> your intuition, yeah. how that comes and, and, and what that is? Yeah, sure. Intuition. Well, the horoscopes are intuitive horoscopes. Mm-hmm. Many, many, many years ago, uh, one of my brothers asked me to write horoscopes because he was thinking of making, creating a magazine. I was like, no, I don't know anything about astrology. Sometimes I would read horoscopes. I didn't know anything about it. And my younger brother, the musician, he said to me, but don't you do intuitive work isn't it the same thing I was like yeah okay I give it a go write horoscopes and they became a hit from there basically what I do is I go into the energy of each star sign and from the energy of each star sign then I get all the information that I need including how to communicate to that star sign so they can be open to 
the message that is in their forecast for them. Uh, but there's no ritual, there's no way that I do this, but it's just being present in the now. Whatever comes through, I write it and I don't question it. That's my How intuition. Did you discover this. I this is it's a gift you have, definitely. I believe it's a gift we all have, uh-huh. to be honest with you. Okay. Perhaps uh, when I was very young, my mum and all of her friends used to do coffee cup readings, mm-hmm. right? So they do Turkish coffee cup. Basically, they would all sit around together and they drink their coffee, flip it over, and whatever you see in the coffee cup, that's your reading. I was about 12 and I would sit around with her and her friends and I'd pick up the coffee cups and I'd do the readings and her friends used to be like, wow, hang on a minute. So they would start coming back to my mum's house. Oh, is Gaz home today? I wanted to get a reading. And that's where I started. That's where I discovered that, oh, wow, I can see things that maybe not everybody can see. But later on I learned it's not necessarily a gift that I only have. It's being present. It's being in the now that I can access intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the purpose of your daily horoscopes, if you had to say what the purpose of them were, what you delivered to other people, what would the purpose of them be? For you to listen to yourself, mm-hmm. not, not the world outside, not what other people say, for you to realize you already have the answer within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's the only reason I do it. It's incredible. It's Thank really you. incredible. And, you know, you speak so much about being in the present moment. And yeah. I would love if you just would share about the importance of being in the present moment and why. And why that is so important, because I know that it's so, it's such a simple thing and it's, it's so hard for so many people to be in the present moment. And you speak about it every single day and check, you check me every day. So (laughs) I'd love for you to speak about that. Okay. The importance of being present. Yes. Because there is nothing else. Yes. Like what else is there? Everything else is in your head. Every, not you, but in our heads, rather. I don't want, I'm not, not teaching anyone anything, but everything else is just in our head, past, future. None of that stuff is real. So the reason I feel that being in the present moment is so important is because then I'm grounded, I'm empowered, I have access to a world that exists beyond what my eyes can see, beyond what my mind and body can touch and see and hear and feel. If I'm not present, I don't have access to that. And when I'm present, having access to what is beyond what I can see, I can feel it, then whatever's going on around me or in the world or the stories don't have the same effect on me as if I'm not present. If I'm not present, I'm disempowered. My choices are from ego, so on and so forth. That kind of life doesn't interest me. What interests me is being present in the now, so I'm empowered. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's why being a president important. Ultimately, Kenzie, is because there's nothing else anyway. Everything else is, is a lie. Mm-hmm. So what's the point, right? That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how um, blunt you are because I've worked with you in the past over the phone and you've never said what I wanted to hear in that moment. Yeah. It was always really blunt, but it always really, it checked me and it woke me up beyond belief and it made me see things in other ways. And I think I'm a firm believer in always growing and, and evolving and always doing the work. So I would take what you would say to me and I would, you know, apply it and, and run with it. But 
you know, I, I think that the way you deliver your messages a lot, it is just very blunt and it's very real. So I would love for you to also speak about the importance of keeping it real and authentic because we also are living in a time where there's a lot of bullshit and there's a lot of people and situations that do not seem real and authentic. So I think it's really important to have more real and authentic people on this earth. And you are definitely one of them. And with you being so blunt with me in situations that I would bring to you, you just said it how it was. So, which, which made me see it how it was, which was harsh. But I would love for you to also speak about the importance of being real and authentic and going there with yourself because it's, you know, maybe it's the ego, but we all want to hear like the fluff and the easy things and and what's beautiful and and all of that. And working with you one-on-one, I've never gotten that from you, but it's always made me grow. So I'd also love for you to speak on being real and and being authentic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. That's a really cool question. I don't think I've ever had that question before. Uh, the first thing is what I've learned to master over the years. I've done a self-awareness work is one thing, but facilitating for well over 20 years. What I've mastered is ego. So when I communicate with people in particular in sessions or groups or whatever, my ability to see the way that the ego is using that mind is my greatest ability. That's why I come across, across as though I can be quite harsh sometimes because the ego is going to mask in so many different ways. The minute you think you've got it, it's got you. Then you think you've got it again, then it's, it's going to find another way to get at you. Not that, not that it becomes a battle of any kind, but eventually it becomes about bringing yourself to, to a presence, bring yourself to some stillness for you to recognise uh, the ego in all its different forms. That's what I love the most, and that's why often when people come and work with me, they don't get the... Um, they don't walk away feeling necessarily really great about themselves because I don't need to. It's about, hey, you know what? You've got work that you need to do on yourself. Go back and do that work. And what you're talking about is coming from ego. And you're spot on because the world that we live in, I feel like the more hype there is, the more uh, limitation there is, the more bullshit there is, so on and so forth. Um, and what I've found, especially in this work, can be very airy-fairy. Mm-hmm. You can convince yourself of whatever you want and it's bullshit. So why it's important for me to come across, not come across, but why it's important for me to be authentic and also to make sure that the work that I'm delivering is about you checking yourself because of how easy it is to fool yourself in this airy-fairy world. It's so airy. Yeah, be at peace or peaceful people don't feel anger or all this stuff that you see out there uh, is, I think, eluding people rather than just being honest about how you're feeling right now and how whatever is going on is authentically impacting you. Once you're real about that, then you can work through it. If you're not honest about that and you think that things are not impacting you, um, you know, or that you're beyond it, then you're not going to be able to move through it. You have to be real. I don't know how else to say it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to go back to the ego for a minute. Would you explain to someone that I became, I didn't really fully know what the ego was until about, five months ago. And then I realized I was living my entire life from ego. This is also when I really, like I said, I've read your horoscopes every single day for three years, but until I became really aware of what the ego was, it 
that's when I started to really like deeply understand your horoscopes and understand myself and, and be able to apply those messages. But I want to backtrack for the ego. So somewhat to the ego. So someone who may be listening to this, who's not aware of, of fully aware of the ego, how would you explain mm. what the ego is to someone? Because it's super important. And I feel like, again, like you said, people, there's a lot of airy-fairy out there. There's also a lot of people who are not even aware that they are living from a space of ego. Like a year ago, if you would have told me I was living from a space of ego, I would have said no way. But I was 100%. That was my ego saying no way. I was 100% living my full entire life out of my ego. So how would you tell someone what the ego is? Well, you know what? I don't know that I would, Kenzie, because it's such a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the moment you think you, you've got it, you realise that you don't have it. So mm-hmm. the ego is, I'm just going to use some words here, but this is not the ultimate, okay? Ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't even exist, right? But for, for, for one to fully grasp that, they have to first practice being present. They have to first know who they are beyond the ego. The ego has access to the external world. It doesn't have any access to the internal world. The ego is what you need that to be here on this planet. You're not going to be here without ego. So your body, anything that is limitation, your thoughts, all of that is part of the ego. And I just want to make it clear that it's not that the ego is good or bad or right or wrong. It's playing its role to perfection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a part, that's why I say we can't really pinpoint it. This is a part where a lot of people get misconstrued. They go, oh, the ego is a bad thing or I'm going to kill the ego or, you know, it's my ego that doesn't let me live my best life, all of that stuff. That's the ego saying that it's my ego not letting me. Do you know what I mean? So every time you think you've got it, there's something else. That's why um, I can't fully answer your question because it's going to change. So you realise that you've lived a lot of your life in ego, great. Now you're in a new space. That's going to have to change because eventually the space you're in, the ego takes over anyway. For sure. Then you elevate and move to the next space and the ego will take over that as well because it learns how to communicate to you via your consciousness. That's why, do you, does that make sense? Yes, it makes so much sense. It's mind-blowing. I can't put words to it, but I 100% see that. I think that's why your horoscopes, to me, because I, I think that every day I, you know, I, I make a practice to, to grow and to evolve and to check in with myself and to be present. So with your horoscopes, like I said, every time that I'm growing and evolving, every single day, I read the message differently because of that growth. And every single day, the ego is there for sure. It's like, it's, it's, it's a never going away, but becoming aware of what it is. So before I didn't know that a limitation could be from the ego. I just thought it was a limitation. So I don't know how to explain it. And I was hoping you would know how to explain it because, you know, there's a lot of talk around the soul and and the ego and, and all of that. And it's just so hard to put it into words. Yeah. But I guess the soul and stillness is being in the present moment. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think it's not so much what the ego is more, it's more important what the ego does to me. Mm-hmm. I think other than what the ego is. Uh, mm-hmm. The ego's role is to keep you safe from harm. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have access to the internal world. Mm-hmm. So it needs to fulfill you externally for you to be happy. 
So it thinks that happiness is all of the things that are external. Does that make sense? So that's why I keep saying it's doing its job to perfection. When you're present, you have a couple of seconds, if you're lucky, to keep the ego at bay. And then you have insight in that moment into whatever it is that's necessary and important for you and the role that you're playing here. That's it. And because you're not going to stay in that presence, then you practice and you continue to come back to the now. And then you have more insight into whatever you need to have insight to in that moment. Nothing more than that. Then the rest, it's ego again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. It's a tricky little guy. <laughs> Most certainly is. So how would you, how do you practice being in the now? Where's you, where do you find that access? Uh, so, I mean, I've, one of the greatest practices that I've found in my life is using the inner energy field of the body as a doorway to the present moment. So that means that I'm, a lot of my attention is on the inner energy field. I'm feeling the sensations within my body whilst I'm speaking to you or when I'm speaking to anybody, it doesn't matter who, what the conversation is, what I'm doing, my attention is partly within. This way, I'm present, I'm aware, so on and so forth. How do I practice being present now? I don't know that I sit down to practice it because I've been doing it for so long that the practice of the inner energy field is that I just make sure constantly that my attention is within the inner energy field and I'm feeling those sensations um, and also slowing down the mind. That's the biggest key. The slower the mind, the less access the ego has. The faster the mind, the more access the ego has. Mm-hmm. So you slow yeah. down, you've been able to slow down your mind through paying attention to the inner field of your body. Yeah, or the other way around. When I bring my attention to the inner energy field, same thing. You can do it vice versa. Mind naturally slows anyway. You'll hear it in my in the forecast, and particularly the audios. A mind and body that is deeply relaxed is capable of anything. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find the now if you're in the middle of panicking about whatever may or may not be going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and so one more question on what you just said: the inner energy field of your body. What do you mean exactly by that? Okay, so. I, First, what it first means is the sensations that okay. you feel. So if you put your feet firmly flat on the ground mm-hmm. and you bring your attention, bring your attention to the sensations inside your feet is not the same as thinking about your feet. Mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of people do that. Yes, I close my eyes and I'm thinking about my feet. Mm-hmm. You know, give your attention to the sensations. It, it's a different feel, feeling, the sensations for lots of different people. Some people might not feel it straight away. Uh, you, you might push down onto your feet, like with your finger or your hand, then you release, then you feel sensations. Mm-hmm. That's what it first means. The sensations then lead you to the energy. The energy is who you are. Mm-hmm. The energy is who you are. That's the most important part. The energy is who you are. Yeah, that's amazing. You want to feel yourself, use the sensations to guide you to the energy. The energy is who you are. Mm-hmm. End of story. (laughs) It is very simple. (laughs) Very simple, complicated world. Do you give yourself forecasts? No. No. 
No, God, no. I, um, <laughs> like, do I sit and write forecasts for myself? Yes. I mean, you deliver, like, you every day you facilitate okay. and you deliver forecasts and stuff. So yeah. for yourself, hmm. do you have messages that come in for yourself that you need to deliver? Or is it just you were just really good at being well, I, when I write all the four, I'm a Pisces, so there are days where I'll go back. In particular, the days that I find most challenging, I'm like, I go back and read the Pisces and I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. Now I know what's actually happening. Do you know what I mean? So then that way I can uh, not get lost in the challenge or the story of what's happening. So I do use my own uh, Pisces sign that I've written, yes, to uh, guide me. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah, well, I I know you said that everybody has this gift, but it's really crazy when I go look back at the forecast or like at the beginning of 2020, you sent out like a snapshot of 2020. So I, I went back and listened to it. And almost every point that you said would be a point in my life has indeed been a point, maybe not as what I thought it would be. Like, yeah, because nothing is ever what you think it's going to be. It's going to be what it is, but it really, it really has manifested. And the things that you, the messages you give, they really are powerful. Like they are really things that are very present in the day. So I just have to say, I do, I do think you do have a little bit of a gift. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. I definitely take that on board. You know, I believe that, and I just wrote this down as you were speaking, everybody has a gift. It's just a, the thing is that people question their gift. They second guess it. I think what's made me really great at what I do is I never question it. And I don't look to see if people think or feel it's working for them or not. It doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter if somebody believes what I've said or haven't said, because at the end of the day, it's not me, Gaz, the personality making this shit up to get something from anybody. I don't really care what anybody thinks. All I'm doing is I'm in the energy of that star sign. Whatever the fuck it says to me in that energy, I'm just going to write that out. Up to you because I am the I deliver it, but you also have to be able to receiving it. So that's why with the, what makes my horoscopes different to other ones is that you actually have to do the work when you get the horoscope, the intuitive horoscope forecast. You don't just read it and go, oh, okay, that's great, and then move on from your day. It's not for those people. It's for the people that are continuously doing the work. They can read the message, then go back in their day and give it a good 20 minutes and ponder, oh, so what does that line mean for me? How do I feel about what I've read today? What is this message saying to me? Somebody that can go back and do what I'm just describing now is the person that's going to get so much from these intuitive horoscopes. Somebody that doesn't have that ability or isn't interested in diving deeper into the experience of themselves, these intuitive horoscopes, it, it would be a joke to them. They'd read it and go, nah, this is ridiculous and move on, you know? Yeah, wow, that was so good. <laughs> so powerful. I mean, you do that. You're, you're working on yourself all the time, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. You can see it in the way that you present your stuff as well. It's constantly evolving as you constantly evolve. Yeah, it's showing up every single day and doing the work and being open to those messages. I mean, I, I remember the first time I talked to you. I, yeah, I me was too. expecting to feel like enlightened after. And I remember right. hanging up and being like, what the fuck was that? Like, I love this woman so much, but like, what was that? 
And I did, yeah. I sat with it for a few days and it really made me think, and you play a huge role in my growth because I do just that. Like I, I, I read your horoscopes and I sit with them. And when I'm eating my lunch, I look back and I like journal a little bit and I'm constantly bringing it back and checking myself and, you know, asking myself those questions to, to do that growth, to have that growth and, and to evolve. And I think when you are just speaking about how a lot of people don't always see and honor their gifts and, and a lot of times that's because we're looking, like you said, you, you deliver, you deliver the podcast and I mean the um, horoscope and if it's for them and it's for the person that wants to do the work, that's who it's for. And I've really started to feel that way in my work as well. And I think that's also why my work is beginning to, first of all, I feel really good about my work now for the first time, like really good about my work. And second of all, like you said, I just don't care. Like, it's like, if someone says this is too hard, then it's not for you. It's not for you. And so I really resonated with that. And I think it's really a powerful message because I think a lot of people block themselves of seeing their gifts or delivering their message or doing the work because they're afraid that it's not going to be delivered rightly to someone. And I, I really, myself, making a big switch in my life to actually just not caring if the work's going to be taken right or not, because everyone has to do their own work, you know? So yeah. it's really powerful. Yeah, I agree 100%. I agree. And I do feel like a lot of people are concerned with how they are going to be uh, perceived and received by their audience. And I think that's where they don't follow through on their gift or, you know, whatever they're here to offer to the world. Mm-hmm. So what doesn't matter. Your- you're always going to have people that love you. You're going to have people that don't love you. The people that love you are just seeing a part of themselves that they're loving in you. End of story. It's got nothing to do with you. And the people that hate you are just seeing a part of themselves that they hate, but they're just seeing it in you. It still has nothing to do with you. When somebody tells me, oh, my God, you're, you know, I love you or I feel this way about you or whatever, it's got nothing to do with me. It's got to do with you. I'm just mirroring that back to you. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to be responsible in recognising that it's not about me, it's about yourself. Imagine how empowered you are when you realise, oh, wow, so how I feel about you has nothing to do with you. It's actually got to do with myself. I'm empowered. Otherwise, I'm giving my power over to you and then whatever your response is will either make or break me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah I don't have words I feel like that one has to just <laughs> <sit>. <laughs> that yeah. one just has to sit <laughs> and yeah. yeah it's the gifts really come when you when you put them out there or when you give your gift and you don't look back I believe that that's a hundred percent when I really see people shining um and really in their power and that's when I feel in my power too it's like you know, if you, if you are concerned about what other people are, are thinking or saying, you're never going to be able to fully step into your power because you're not living for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. So I love to wrap it up with a takeaway. Yeah, sure. And there's this one quote you post quite often and I love it. And it says, it starts with, it really pays to know yourself. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, it really pays to know yourself. 
I feel like it's interesting that you bring that quote up because if you go back and not you, but whoever's listening to this, if you listen to all the answers I've given, it actually connects with this uh, particular quote anyway. Mm-hmm. It pays to know yourself because when you know yourself, then you're not the stories, people, places, events, all of these things don't make or break you. When you know yourself, you're empowered. The choices that you make on a daily basis are not connected to uh, who you should be, generations of family stuff being put on you um, or history, all that sort of stuff, doesn't, your choices are no longer infiltrated by the external world in the ways that they are when you don't know yourself. So it pays to know yourself because it's peace of mind. I mean, look at the world around us right now. Mm-hmm. Knowing yourself gives peace of mind. But it's a lifelong journey. I don't for a moment claim, hey, I've got all the answers and here I am. In fact, I say to people all the time, I don't have any answers. This is what I do, take it or leave it. If you find your answer from there, the only thing I can provide is uh, this content for you to go back home to yourself to realise that you have the answer. Yeah. It pays to know yourself. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish I could. Uh, I don't think any words could describe why it pays to know yourself. I feel like that's something each person will come to at some point in their own lives, you know? I think like I'd be interested to know why that particular quote uh, is one that you bring up. Why is, it, why is that one, do you know? Because I believe that, like you just said, we never fully really know ourselves. Like we're always learning about ourselves. But yeah. the more that I've stepped into knowing myself, the more the other things don't matter, the more I handle situations with ease and grace, the more I don't worry, the more like something doesn't shake me because I deeply am, I'm knowing myself. And now that I'm on this path, every single day, my primary aim in life, my like, it's not working out. It's not my job. It's not this or that. It's to know myself. So that's, that's, my what my aim every single morning when I wake up is how can I deeply know myself? And that work is just really showing in, in so many areas of life. So every time I see that quote, it just sticks out to me. I think I save it every single time. I think my saved Instagram post, it's like a bunch of that quotes because it's just really powerful. And like you just said, it's not, it's different for everybody. And it's yeah. not saying like, this is what happens when you know yourself. It's just saying like, it really pays to know yourself. I mean, the whole, this whole thing that's happening to our world and everything, it's crazy. And a lot of people ask me, how do you, what, you seem so unaffected. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I'm really content with myself, to be honest. I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't care. But it's yeah. not, it doesn't shake me. You know, I see some people so shaken by what's happening in the world. And because I feel like I, I don't know myself completely, I'll always be learning about myself. But because I have a sense of who I am, it doesn't, things don't shake me in the way that they have before. So yeah. that's why it really stands out to me. And I thought it also just really summed up everything we spoke about. And I love to just, close it with one solid takeaway. <laughs> well, I'm going to add something. Do you mind? Please, Do you, are you please, open? Please. 
Um, and I wanted to add this thing because uh, I, I think it, it takes the intuitive horoscopes to a whole new level. Um, as you know, we've just added daily audios to the intuitive horoscopes. So the, um, and the reason I've done that is because I wanted to coach people based on the psychology of their star sign, the energy of their star sign, and do it in my voice as well and the space that I'm in so that every day they sit down, they listen, and they take something, not just what they've re- uh, read, because when you read, you read it in your version, you read it in your language, you read it in your understanding. But when you hear me talking about it and describing and breaking down the forecast and how you can use it on a daily basis, it, it's basically a program for each star sign that runs every single day. And I really want to get that out because uh, that's what we're currently uh, just released it the other day. It was like two, three days ago, I think. And I love it. it. I love it. Yeah, I got your feedback. Thank you. I think that was like the first person. I'm like, yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. All, anytime you drop something new, I'm like first in line. I wait. I yeah. wait for that. But, you know, I, I have this friend. Her name's Sabelle. And she's just my greatest, greatest friend. And I put her on your horoscopes. And almost every single evening at dinner, when we eat dinner together, we share what our bondies say. So we say, what did your bondie say? And you know, she says it back and we read it and then we talk about it. And we have like a half an hour conversation about our horoscopes and they just always lead to so much greatness. And you adding that audio has, is such a nice touch because I do feel like when Sabelle and I really like we would read them and then we would talk through them, the message was different than just me like reading it in the morning. Right. And so then when I hear you speaking through it, I do interpret things differently, being able to hear yeah. you say it. And it's, it's powerful. You know, it's even like, I'll like close my eyes and kind of meditate with it. So yeah, anyone who's listening, yeah. you definitely cool. should give it a try. I'm glad. Just, just so you know, it's actually Bondi. Bondi. Okay. Well, yeah. you might not know because Bondi Beach is a beach here in Australia. Yeah. You, may, you may not have heard of it. Oh, I've um, heard of it. I think I just say it wrong. I do that. So my mom, I'm I'm in Colorado visiting my my parents and my mom said yesterday, mom. Have, she loves you too. But she said you have some words that you just refuse to pronounce the right way. And I said, that's absolutely right. So I think that's one of them, and I think I'm still going to say Bondi, but I do know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. And where can everyone find you? I'll link you down below as well. Yeah, bondiguru.com. Beautiful. Or in your words, bondiguru.com. Bondiguru.com, everybody. I'll link you below. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kenzie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And give me a follow on Instagram if you do not already, which is at Kenzie Burke. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day.